Hey Calgary, this is Sean Boonstra, host of TV's Authentic. If you've been paying attention, you know this world is starting to feel like it's coming unhinged with wars, pandemics, natural disasters, and unrest. And it turns out that Bible prophecy actually talks about this stuff and shows us where we're headed. Join me for a free event called Revelation Speaks Peace starting April 14 at the Windsport Event Center. Claim your free seat right now at revelationspeakspeace.com. Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Well, as promised last program, uh, we have Pastor Sean and Pastor Alex returning. Welcome yeah, you back. You ran to out them. of good guests, didn't you, Bill? <laughs> That's right. It's you like they couldn't. They couldn't book anybody. No, right? They couldn't book anybody good. <laughs> so here we are again, folks. That's right. Well, we're glad you're back. And uh, we had promised our viewers last program we you teased a little bit about the seminars that'll be going yep. on in yes, Calgary yeah. beginning April the 14th and the focus on uh, Bible prophecy. And I think, Pastor Alex, you made reference to the fact that a lot of people, you know, say, well, it, you know, prophecy is so difficult to understand. That's right. You know, and here you guys are committing a whole series of seminars specifically to Bible, to Bible prophecy. And so, I mean, what's why? I mean, why why the focus on, on Bible prophecy? Well, here, here's, here's the deal. For me personally, it's probably one of the number one reasons I believe in God today. You know, last week we were talking, and, and uh, I grew up in a religious home, left that, lived like an absolute hedonist and heathen for a while. Um, and then I challenged God, pr prove you're real. And that happened through Bible prophecy. And, um, and you know, basically, you know, if you measure how much of the Bible is prophecy, it's two-thirds. Yes. No, it's a lot. To understand it, you really need to understand it. The problem is, is a lot of people give up. They say, oh, that's too confusing. And, and I don't blame them for being confused because, honestly, and, and this is an indictment on TV preachers. We're, we're guilty here. But, um, you know, you can watch shows on Bible prophecy and they change their mind every week. Right. It's like this week it's this and this week, well, now we know what the mark of the beast is. No, now we know what the mark of the beast is. And it's Ronald Reagan, it's Barack Obama, it's you know, and on and on and on. And they change their mind every week. And what I found fascinating about that is, you know, as a student of history, I discovered we did not disagree about Bible prophecy like we do today. You know, walk into any Christian bookstore and a lot of Christians are even at each other's throats over yes. yeah, it's, you know, this and it's this with exactly. the millennium, it's that with the millennium and so on. That wasn't there up until about the 1830s or so. We had widespread general agreement on what prophecy was about. And it wasn't really about, you know, Twilight Zone stuff either. There were, you know, it wasn't. Pe today, people, you know, when you say Bible prophecy, you get the picture of a street preacher and there's got to be some UFOs and Sasquatch thrown in the mix to really make it creepy. It was never that at all. Mm. And it makes perfect rational sense once you start to unpack it. And we understood that for a long time, but suddenly in the 19th century, we started to disagree like crazy and go in a thousand different directions and we're still playing that confusion game today. 
So what we'll do, you know, it's called Revelation Speaks Peace, this thing in, in Calgary. We'll, we'll unpack it. I'm not going to tell anybody what Bible prophecy means. We're going to look at the big prophecies like in Daniel and Revelation. Those are kind of the two apocalypse books in the Bible. One's New Testament, one's Old Testament. They go hand in hand. And we're going to unpack it, but we're going to do it in a way where uh, the audience learns to read it for themselves. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what it means. I'm not going to paint charts on the wall. And well, I might have a couple of charts. We can't help ourselves. We're preachers. I got to have a couple of charts. It's Bible prophecy, but not a lot of charts. I'd rather give you the tools so you understand, you know, the setting these things were written in, the language that was originally used, what John thought he was saying in the first century, what his audience read when they read that thing, or more accurately, when they heard it being read aloud in church. And it starts to make absolute good sense. And one of the reasons I really enjoy that, Bill, is because once you start seeing the really good sense there, it's not Twilight Zone stuff. It makes perfect sense. And once you see the good sense, it's also not frightening. Hmm. I know what Hollywood does with these things, right? You want to make a super creepy horror movie, throw 666 or the book of Revelation in there. If you really want to scare the stuffing out of everybody, throw in a horror, you know, throw Revelation to a horror movie. And, you know, I'll forgive them for this, but they always seem to throw in a super creepy preacher too that's murdering people in the background and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. They can't help themselves. Right. It's not that way at all. We call the seminar Revelation Speaks Peace for a reason. It turns out it's good news. What prophecy does, God doesn't sugarcoat what we've done to this place. We've made a disaster out of this okay. place, and it's yes. getting worse by the day. I mean, let's be honest. Those of you who are of my vintage, I live on the sixth floor of life. I understand you're, I won't say what floor Bill lives on, but it's not the sixth <laughs> anymore. I think, yeah, you're on the seventh, yes. aren't you? You're on the I, seventh floor of life. Yeah. But those of you who remember, it wasn't always this way. You know, in 1968, we had a, a, a summer of turmoil and... and but then it settled down and life was basically predictable and so on. It's not predictable at all no. anymore. So people are, they're running scared and God doesn't sugarcoat what we've done to this place. There's some stuff in there that's, you know, there's vials full of wrath and all this stuff. But the thing is, the way God works is he says, look, here's the reality. Here's the mess you made. And here's my solution. And it, it, it's Christ. And it's always good news in the end. So we call it Revelation Speaks Peace. We're going to demonstrate. You'll see for yourself. God's not trying to kick you out of the kingdom of heaven. He's not trying to throw thunderbolts from Mount Olympus like Zeus. That's not what God is like at all. It's good news. He's trying to get people into the kingdom. You don't send your only begotten son to give yeah, his life right. and then try to get rid of people. That's, that's not right. who God is. Yeah. And we're going to demonstrate that. In fact, you'll be able to prove it to yourself with the tools that we're going to give you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, I think if there's a message that, that this world needs to hear is that, that God loves the world. Yeah, absolutely. And God wants all his children in heaven one day and is pulling at all the stops. Yeah, Tilts absolutely. everything in favor of the sinner yeah. to get them into heaven. Absolutely. That's what tipped the scales for me. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm responsible for what I've done. The yes. Bible doesn't sugarcoat yes, exactly. who I am and yes. what I've done. But, you know, the, the fact that God, the effort he put into saving me means he's not going to give up on me very easily. Right. You know, when you pay that much for somebody, exactly. he doesn't give up on you very easily. He's after you. He wants you in the kingdom. He can't imagine it without you. And that's what we're going to show. Yeah. It's, it's a God of love. So, Alex, tell me a little bit about the format of the actual, like, so folks are going to show, what do they expect to see? What's, what's the format of the meetings like? How does it? Yeah, um, you know, the... It's about an hour and a half program. Uh, it starts typically about, oh, maybe less than that. It's a, about uh, maybe Unless an Alex hour and 15 minutes or so. But, um, then, yeah. but there's, there's a children's program that goes at the same time, and, and that's completely free and, you know, ages uh, two to nine. And so you can, you can bring your kids, uh, take them to, to a dynamic kids program that's happening. 
Um, and, and then we have some music. We have some some amazing singers that uh, that we that we all love to to hear, and they'll they'll come out and sing some of the old gospel gospel songs. Uh, I'm 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 a southeast guy, so so for me, you know, gospel music is my is is the old the old music that I love. But um, but you'll you'll hear some singing. But but mostly it's it's very it's very basic. It's it's you show up. We we take out the Bible. We we study the Bible uh, for about an hour or so. There's a question and answer period. Uh, those that attend will have an opportunity to to ask any question through this through this answer, uh, question and answer box, and then we'll try to address as many of those as we can. It starts off slow. We get a couple of papers by the time uh, we get midway through uh, through the through the series. The, there's so many questions in the box we can't answer them all, but we'll try to answer those questions as as best we can. It's it's really a, a great time to. To, to come to come together and, and I think I think the I think the folks will, will enjoy it tremendously. We've done this around the world. Okay. And so yeah. uh, this is it's just Calgary's turn and there's a, usually what happens is there's a, a large group of pastors that are aware of the ministry and, and they say, hey, we would love some stuff happening in our in our town. And so we come and we, we commit about about three years or so to, to work in the town, bringing all kinds of different seminars uh, from health seminars to, to whatever we can we can bring, whatever the need is for the community. And then we we, we do a prophecy seminar in, in the middle of that as well, where we where we look at 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 the Bible and and what I what I love about about Revelation speaks peace is is that we live in a world that that nothing seems to be reliable nothing seems to be authentic Absolutely. and so to be able to to uh, to look at something that has stood the test of time something that that doesn't change and and is so incredibly reliable um, that is what has changed my my faith and, and has bolstered me up for for years. And we want to give that to folks. We want to say, hey, look at look at these things that that the Bible has been uh, talking about for years. Look at how reliable it has been through history. How it foretold the things that were going to happen to the T. It's never been wrong. And there is something that we can we can stand on. It, it's not shaky ground because it, it. I don't know about you, Bill, but it just seems like. Everything in this world right now is shaky. There's no answers for anything. Yeah. There's no solutions. We have wars. We have Ukraine. Yeah. We have uh, economy. We have just here in in, in Calgary alone. I, I started working out here a couple of years ago, and I usually stay long enough to to do some grocery shopping. And and just the prices of you yeah. guys' groceries up here over the last two years uh, yeah. is is shocking. And so there's there's a lot of instability. And what we want to do is demonstrate that there is something that is stable. And Revelation speaks peace does does that. So I, I think that um, that folks are going to enjoy it. It's 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 a fantastic time, and and you make a lot of friends there too. You, you get to see them, and it's it's very relational. You know, it's uh, it's kind of low low key. Um, we just uh, almost almost TED Talk lecture style yeah, type yeah, thing. You yeah. just just come in on whatever you got. Get off work, come over, and enjoy the time. And and it's at the Windsport uh, Olympic Center. I think uh, everybody in, in Calgary is familiar with that. It's a fascinating place. I'm a little concerned just because it's on a hockey floor, and I'm, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, so I, I'm not a big cold guy. I'm, We're I'm, laying carpet <laughs> over the ice, we, folks. This will be the most Canadian seminar. So you, don't have, you have to come on skates. You don't have to, no, you don't no, have to no, come no. on you skates. No, skates you can home. leave the skates. I'd like at to home. see the Puerto Rican skate, though. I, I can skate. Can you skate? Oh yeah, I can skate on ice. Yeah, can you I, play hockey. I've got to wear a parka gold? while I'm doing it, but I can. This guy, I took this guy to Russia. We were working in Russia. And no, it was Ukraine. It was Ukraine. We were in Kiev. And it must be 22 degrees Celsius inside this church building. He's wearing a winter coat inside, folks. 
you know, in Canada, that's shame. If you if you're not no, it's right. here, we wear our shorts till it's, it's 11 minus degrees. 25. Yeah, that's right. No? 11, de- 11 degrees. Everybody's on tank tops and shorts. Man. Oh yeah, this Canadian summer, man. That's, right. that's when the black flies come out. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really love the way you guys the way you guys do it, and really that you you uh, you know you give folks the tools to. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's really the key, right? Yeah. I don't want to tell you what I think. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably tell you what I think anyway, but you know, I just can't help that. But I'd rather you figure it out for yourself. I'm not going to tell you. I, I, the questions come in. What's the mark of the beast? What is that in the Bible? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. You'll figure it out. I promise you, you'll figure it out and it'll blow your mind. It's, you know, you don't have to dig too far to find out what people thought for 1800 years. Um, but I'll give you the tools to find out for yourself. You know, is there a new world order? That's our opening night. The new world order. Is there a world government coming? Yeah, but not like a lot of people think. I'll just tease it that way. It's not like you think. And we're going to take you through a prophecy that lasted uh, 2,600 years. It's never once been wrong. It predicted the rise and fall of the Babylonian Empire, the Persians, Cyrus. And, and if, you remember, if you weren't sleeping in Canadian history class, you remember these people. Persian, Cyrus the Persian, Alexander the Great, the Roman Empire, the collapse of the Roman Empire in the West after four It was all, it's all in there in such detail, it'll blow your mind. And it does say what comes next after Europe as we see it today. It tells us what's next. And I know, you know, people tend, well, Sean, what's next? You have to come. I'm not going to just tell you here or you wouldn't have to come. And then I got an empty room. So. <laughs> Have you guys sensed, I'll tell you, what, what we've sensed is that over these last three years, you know, as we, the world has gone yeah. through the pandemic and all of the interesting things that have happened, um, a greater interest in, uh, you know, my, my wife was out the other day. I won't go into a whole lot of details, but she was out at an appointment and the person she was having the appointment with, who my wife has known for 15 years, uh-huh. who was an agnostic, you know, turned to my wife and said, is there really going to be a new earth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're getting, we're getting that. Like just right out, just, you know, right out of the blue, right? She's, she's been following what's been happening in the world. Yeah. And as you said earlier, she's recognized that where are you going to go for stability? The economy? No. Your job? Right. No. The government? No. I mean, like, where do you go? And she's starting to c- conclude, well, you know, is there going to be something? There's got to be something better than that. Where can you hang your more? hat and know right. that it's okay? There's got to be something more. Yeah. yeah. It can't just be this. Yeah, because this is getting worse by the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, exponentially. But exponentially. Let me, tease, let me tease something that we're going to cover. There's a little chapter in the Gospels that some people call the little book of Revelation or the Reader's Digest condensed version of Revelation, the mini apocalypse. And it's this scene where Jesus is at the temple. And all I'm going to do is tease because if I tell you everything... You're not going to have to come, <laughs> and I want you to come. I want to meet you if you live in there's, Calgary. There's more. There's much more. That's there's why more. They, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, the disciples are asking Jesus at one point as they're going past the temple. They're saying, okay, you know, when is the kingdom coming? They're still trying to wrap their mind around what did Messiah come to do? And, you know, as many people know, they're about to be shocked when Messiah is put to death. All right. And it shatters their belief a little bit. But here they're asking, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Here's what we're going to talk about. Jesus answered them saying, see that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ that will lead many astray. In other words, you'll know it's getting close. You're not, you can't put dates on the second coming of Christ, but you'll know it's close when you see a lot of really bad religion. People with mm-hmm. Messiah complexes, cults yes. with Messiah leaders. 
Sound familiar? No. And you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes. Recently, 40-some thousand dead in Turkey. Yes. That's earthquakes in various places. Now, a lot of people have looked at that. We're going to cover this in the seminar. A lot of people look at a passage like, yeah, that stuff's always happened. Always had famine. Always had earthquakes. It's verse 8 that matters. All these are the beginning of the birth pains, it says. Jesus said, these things, yeah, they've always happened. But when you see the contractions getting bigger and closer, then it's about to change. More frequent. And I'm about to act in this world. And that is, we will demonstrate. I'll show you the evidence. Come on out down to the wind sport. Come on out. We'll show you the evidence. You decide for yourself. Are the, how big are the contractions? How frequent are they? Yeah, that's right. It's like God said, look, you went and took this world your own direction. You wanted your own kingdom. You wanted to live your own way. You wanted to leave Eden. I had perfection for you. And I let you go. And you built cities. And you did this. And you raised kingdoms and empires. And it's been one long disaster. And what does God do? Eventually, it seems to me that He lets us reap the consequences of what we did. It falls apart because it's man-made. Exactly. It's man-made. And is it falling apart? I would suggest to you folks, it's falling apart now in real time in front of us. Yes. But there's an end game. It's not over and there's awfully good news coming. People can relax. There is something reliable and we'll help you unpack that. Yeah, isn't it wonderful that in spite of humankind saying, we want nothing to do with you, God. We got this. Yep, that's right. God still cared and provided a mechanism by which sinful humans could partake in the perfection and in the beauty of everlasting life. That's it. And that's the incredible story. And, and, I, and I think that deep down, there, there is a sense that, that everybody has that, that there is something more, as, yes, as, as you were I saying. Yes, I would think so. You know, right, right before the pandemic, I was on, on the plane and um, right before the door was closed, this, this one gentleman uh, walks in kind of frantic and, and finds a seat, happens to be the one next to me. And, and I happened to have not been on the toilet seats in the back. I, I, got, I got upgraded to Comfort Plus, which was, you know, that was amazing to me. And, <laughs> and uh, so he sits down. We he's, fly cheap folks. <laughs> he's, yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's on the phone and, he, and, and, and he's, he's talking a little loud. And, and he says, you know, if you think, if you think they've got the 100000 to, to 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 buy, just go ahead, just go ahead and do, do the deal. And I'm thinking 100000 that's, you know, he, he plays in a different world than that's I do, you know. Right. And, and uh, so he hung up the phone and then he and I started talking. It happened to be a guy that it gets called in to, to, um, to basically, um, fire people when a corporation has bought up oh, another okay. corporation. Oh, fun time. Yeah, so he yeah. comes in, he calls... The Grim Reaper. He, yeah. Exactly. He calls them in, fires everybody, gives them their last check, and hops on the next plane out of there, you know, and, and that happened to be the next plane. He always gets for, for first class, but there were no first class seats, so here he is in Comfort Plus. And as we talked, um, he just looked, he didn't know what I did for a living, but he just looked over and he says, man, I'm not religious at all, what whatsoever. He says, but I tell you what, I've, I've been going all over the place, and do, do you think there's there's something happening in this world? Wow. And that was right before the pandemic. Yes. And, uh, after the pandemic, you know, I, I think everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. knows something's there's, there's on, something yeah. going on. There's something wrong. There's got to be something something more. And and that's that's what I love about uh, Revelation Speaks Peace. Everybody's got the existential questions of, you know, where are we from? Where are we going? Is there meaning to life? And 
all of these things are answered in in scripture and so as we as we look through that and walk through through the bible itself and and ask those questions and let the bible answer those questions i think people will be shocked yeah. at I mean, at the answers they'll and find and the accuracy of bible prophecy incredibly it hits accurate. it's got to hit 100 yep. 100% it hasn't missed yet yeah. 2600 yeah. year track records never missed if you read it the way the people who wrote it intended, intended it to be it to, read. Yeah. That's right. Because it's interesting, when you read there Matthew chapter 24, Yeah. you know, Jesus starts by telling them, make sure no one deceives you. That's right. I know, right? That puts us on notice that yeah. there will yeah. be deceptions. There's good, there's yeah. Careful. Yeah. yeah, but you know what he says too, you know, you, the, the warnings are always be careful of, don't be careful of Bible prophecy. Just be careful you're getting the real deal. Exactly. And there is a real deal. And again, Christians for 1,800 plus years generally agreed on what it means with minor variations. I've dug down for the last 30 years. I've read everything that everybody has ever said on Bible prophecy in the Western world in 2,000 years. I've literally read all of it. And we agreed on almost everything until middle of the 19th century. And then it started to go funny. There's common sense stuff. And as Alex mentioned, it also addresses the biggest questions we've got. It's not all about, you know, is there a supercomputer in Belgium and all that stuff. Right. Nah, what's the meaning of your life? Why exactly. do you exist? What, what, what can you, it's, it's about you. Yes. It's not about world governments. They're in there, no question about it, but it is about you. And the questions that philosophers failed to answer from Plato forward, they're answered in there. Yeah, why am I here? Why am I That's here? Where am I going? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, is there a God? Which yeah. one is God? Yeah. You know, everyone claims they worship God. Which one's the truth? You can figure it out for yourself. And again, I'm not gonna just, you know, we won't give you a theory, give you the tools to read it for yourself. I think that's the important thing is that you can read it for yourself and I can promise you when we're done, you can open a book like Revelation and read it just like you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It'll make sense to you. It'll make good common sense and it won't be Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah, there was a study uh, done a while back, I think uh, a professor from the University of Florida together with George Gallup Jr., I believe it was, looking at religious activity, particularly in the United States. And uh, their conclusion was um, there's a tremendous level of biblical illiteracy uh, within oh, the right. Christian church, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which as has resulted in ideas, doctrines, have entered the Christian church that aren't even Christian. No, that's no, right. that's right. That's right. That's right. We're not even paying attention because we don't have the tools to pay attention. I saw a study a while ago and it's sad, but North American pastors, pastors folks, 50% of them read the Bible daily. Wow. 50. 50% of Christian pastors. Now that's shame on us. Shame on us as pastors. I mean, come on, that's what you're supposedly sharing with people, the Word of God. Um, and it makes good sense. So we're going to do a lot of that too. We'll just show you all the major themes in the Bible so that you'll know what they are and know how to identify real and false for yourself. And it becomes pretty crystal clear, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it does. As, as if you, you read, read the, the whole, whole book. Yeah, yeah you got to read the whole book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no easy way here, yeah, folks. Yeah, not going to yeah. give you any shortcuts. Yeah. I'm going to teach you to read the whole book. Yeah. In fact, I think yeah. that's one of the key lessons, particularly for understanding the book of Revelation. You got it. I mean, if you're not looking at it within the context of what you've learned in the Old Testament, for example, that's the right. sanctuary, for example, right? That's it. The sanctuary language, yep. that's what leads to some of this wackiness in right. the, the interpretation of Revelation, right? Two-thirds of the language in Revelation is borrowed straight out of the Old Testament. We'll show you how, where, and when. And if you understand that, you'll know what John was trying to say because he was using something that meant something in his day the sanctuary, for example, he kept referencing the sanctuary, that the, the temple in Jerusalem, the sanctuary in the wilderness before that. There are lessons there. And if you have those, suddenly all those bits in the book of Revelation that sounded weird and obscure and twilight zony and dreamy, mm -hmm. 
They make sense. It's like the legend to understand. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it. yeah. There's a key to this yeah, thing, yeah. and it's the Old Testament. There's a theological uh, concept called tota scriptura, the, the totality of scripture. And, and that's what, what we're, we're presenting there. We're, we're, we're letting Scripture interpret the Scriptures. We're, we're going to read through it all. We're, we're going to show one verse uh, on top of another verse and, and let it speak and paint and paint the portrait, paint the, paint the picture. And as it does, it, these pieces of the puzzle come, come together and we'll step back and look at it and say, oh, wow, that's what yeah. the book has been saying. And, and, and quite frankly, I think at the end, we'll, we'll find that Revelation is, is the most beautiful love letter that, that God has ever bestowed uh, on man. Um, Daniel, Revelation, we'll be studying all of these prophecies in scripture and then going through all, all of the Bible. So I, I'm excited. I, yeah, I'm excited to just great. be a part of it. And, and I think folks are gonna be excited as well. Yeah, I can hardly wait to hear what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wanna hear what Alec has to say. <laughs> We're all out of time. Uh, are you kidding? No. Hey, put to, put a few have... preachers in the studio, man. That's right. We'll have you back again next week. and We'll continue right. our discussion. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that Revelation does speak peace and that when we come to a better understanding of Bible prophecy and who you are, it brings peace and hope to our hearts. Amen. Father, bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our book offer. Each and every broadcast, we'd like to offer a resource and today we have this book called Final Empire. And the author, coincidentally, oddly enough, is Sean Boonstra. There you go. So, Sean, tell us a little bit about the Final Empire. Final Empire. All right. There's a lot of people have asked the question, look, if Bible prophecy is accurate and the United States basically is such a dominant power in the world, does it show up in prophecy? The answer is yes. And what we do is we trace the rise of America and where it got its, its constitutional principles and so on that have been mimicked all over the Western world, where those came from. We start at the fall of Constantinople in 1453 and show a line all the way through Columbus. Columbus was not trying to prove the world was round, by the way, that's a myth from the 19th century. What he was really looking for is in there. He was trying to hasten the second coming. That's the name mm. of that book. He was literally, I found his journals. It wasn't easy to dig them up. I found his journals. Uh, they were in Portuguese, Bill. And so I need a little help, but um, we talk about that. Does America show up in Bible prophecy? Yeah, it does, not like you think. That's what this book's about. Okay, Sean, you're gonna have to send me many more copies All of right. this. <laughs> so if you'd like to get Sean's book, Final Empire, pay close attention to the information we're about to provide. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living Television website, www.alforltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Let me thank my guests. 
Sean and Alex. And just a quick reminder, where can folks get information on the upcoming seminars? Yep, revelationspeakspeace.com. If they go there, they'll have a description of it. They can sign up, they can pre-register, and even tell us if their kids are coming and pre-register yep. for that as well. You guys will save them a spot, reserve a spot. We'll save you we'll a, spot. Save a spot. We've got lots of seats, but you first come, first serve, best seats are reserved. So, And you'll know you're at the right website when you see Alex's ugly face there. That's right. And then you're right. at the right no website. Yeah. So revelationspeakspeace.com. <laughs> we'll have a link on our website, l4ltv.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram every morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We put out a one-minute devotional video. Folks tell us it's a great way to start their day focused on things of heaven. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash L4L television. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, you will be made aware of every time we add a new program to our YouTube lineup. And so do that very quickly. Let me remind you of missionnowcanada.com. That is where we do our overseas humanitarian work. Check out the website, missionnowcanada.com. See if you want to join us on an upcoming mission trip. We are all out of time. We look forward to doing this again next time. I hope you'll be here with us. God bless you. We'll see you then.